offering all of me. Hungry, I'm falling on my knees. Seems like that could have been the prayer of the people from Psalm 25. Because the people that the author is writing on behalf in Psalm 25 were people in exile. They were people waiting for God to answer them. For God to keep a promise that couldn't be found in Jeremiah 33. Where God said, Surely the days are coming when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. And in those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. Surely the days are coming. That was what God had promised. And yet the years passed, the generations changed, and the people were still waiting. The people were waiting and hoping that they had not trusted in vain. Waiting and hoping that God would hear their cries and answer their prayers. The writer proclaimed, Oh God, my only hope is in you. And so the people were left waiting with their only hope in the one they called their God, their Lord, their maker, and their promised redeemer. All of us know what it's like to have to wait with hope. It's not fun. We know what it's like simply to wait and hope that that gift beneath the Christmas tree is just what we wanted. Or to wait and hope that the job interview will go well. To wait and hope that the news will change. That your body will heal. Or to wait and hope that a relationship might be healed. To wait and hope for the promise of new life coming. To wait with hope for a new year with a fresh start and new beginnings that could be. We know what it's like to have to wait with hope. And we know what it's like to have our hope dwindling because we've waited so long or because the bills to pay are piling up, the fears begin to blur our vision or the tales from our past keep coming back to tell us it's just not going to happen. We know what it's like to wait with hope and we know what it's like to wait so long and find that we have to say goodbye to that hope. To find that maybe this hope isn't going to come into being. 
So we know what it's like to have to say goodbye after waiting so long. So we know what it's like to have to wait with hope like the people of Psalm 25. And just pray that we haven't waited in vain. I mean, that waiting hope can be found throughout Scripture. That prayer of, O Lord, our only hope is in you. Do not let us be put to shame for waiting on you. It was the prayer that the Israelites prayed, I'm sure, every day as they waited as exiles, as slaves in Egypt, waiting for their God, waiting for their promised Redeemer to turn his face and to look at them, to say, I have heard your prayers, I have heard your cries, and I have come. And the waiting with hope is, I'm sure, what caused the thousands upon thousands to find Jesus so often in the Bible. People who waited for years upon years. People who heard from their grandparents the promise that God had made with his people. And when they had heard about this man, this Jesus of Nazareth, they went out because they wanted to see for themselves. They wanted to see if maybe their waiting was over. They wanted to see that they had never hoped in vain. So they went asking for healing for themselves or for a loved one, asking for food, asking to simply be able to look him in the eyes and have him call their name, have him call their name and know that they've been seen. That waiting hope can be found in every book of the Bible. As people continually called out, we have no hope except in you, Lord. Don't let us be put to shame. We wait for you. And they waited with hope. Whenever I think of characters in movies and books who personified great hope, there's one character that comes back to me, particularly in this season, a character that I think most of us will encounter in the coming month, Tiny Tim. Because if you really think about it, Tiny Tim, this young boy who was sick, his family had little. He had hope. And he believed He didn't look on the bad side of things. He saw the good. He looked for the good. Despite everything, despite waiting and hoping that he would be cured, despite waiting with his family and hoping that they might have a real meal on the table, he continued to have hope. 
Hope that was bigger than himself. Hope in others. Even in his father's boss, Ebenezer Scrooge, who made his father work endless hours, Tiny Tim had hope. And I think it's hope that he got from his creator, the author Charles Dickens. And this is a story I didn't know until this past week. Charles Dickens wrote this book in 1843. After about a 50-year period where the number one newspaper in Great Britain didn't, miss, didn't mention Christmas once in 50 years. And he wrote it at a time when famine and unemployment were widespread. When one in 10 people in his land lived in utter poverty. When the conditions of Tiny Tim's family were common. That was when Charles Dickens took hold of the hope he held in his heart. The hope that despite the circumstances around him, that there was still a promised future. That there was still good in this world. And so he wrote a Christmas carol with great hope. Hope that those who could, when they read this book, would have their hearts changed, would have their hearts open to Tiny Tim and the, mes- and the message of hope in this book and in all of its like 20 movie adaptations. <laughs> He wrote it with hope that people would open wide their hearts to those in need. To send a message that despite the circumstances, that no one waited in vain, that hope would come to fruition. It would come into being. Because Charles Dickens, he knew the truth of hope. So often we think hope is just something we look forward to. We think hope is just something in the future that we can just see and dream about. And while hope is about waiting, and hope is about trusting, hope is also alive and it's something we do. Hope that is alive is Ebenezer Scrooge on Christmas Day who emerges with a heart changed opening wide to those he sees in need. Today, this is the first Sunday of Advent. The season in which we prepare for the coming of the promised Christ child, the promised Redeemer, where we remember the fact that he has come. And we take that promise that came and came true 
and we hold out hope for his second coming, for his promised return. Advent is the season where we learn what it means to actively wait. Today is the Sunday in which we remember that we actively wait with hope. That we wait knowing knowing that while we can pray the prayer with the people of Psalm 25, O Lord, we have no hope except in you. We wait for you. Do not let us be put to shame. And we know that we wait sometimes with impatience, sometimes with a wrestling heart. But we know that we never wait in vain, even though it may feel like it. This is the season where we, where we clasp on tightly. to the fact that our God is one who keeps his promises. And it is a season where we choose to actively hope as we wait by opening wide our hearts, by bringing a a toy for a child with none. By bringing food to a for a family who would otherwise have nothing. Or we choose to spend time with one another or with someone who has no one. Instead of getting lost in the things to do that is so easy this season. This is the season where we choose to actively hope. to cling tight to God's promise and to live with hope that this is a promise that we can be sure of. So may we wait with hope this season. And may we open wide our hearts to a God can we can we can trust and open our hearts wide to God's beloved children as we come to a time where we offer back to God a portion of what he has given to us in our offering we also come to a time to reflect in our hearts and to prepare for the call to take up a toy to place beneath the Christmas tree. Or if you don't have one today, every Sunday you can bring something to give someone a glimpse of hope after waiting. And so... May we take this time to reflect and to offer back to God what he has given us. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we wait and sometimes we're not good at waiting. 
but you know that. Lord, help us to have hope that is alive and help us to trust. Help us to remember that having our hope in you is a good thing. And may you just continue to work on our hearts during this time and season. In your son's name, amen.